This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, Glenn Parker. He's an author, he's an influencer coming out of New Jersey. He's the author of multiple books, including Positive Influence. We're going to talk all about that. And he's a leadership and team effectiveness expert. He's been on numerous podcasts talking about leadership, transformational leadership, coping. I'm really excited about today's show and welcome Glenn to the to the um, stage. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you very much. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah. Uh, I know we had connected and um, kind of set the stage for, you know, your work and we'll dive right into the conversation. Great. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, how did you get started and, um, you know, what experience led you to where you are today? Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, I um, grew up in New York City, a street kid, uh, played all kinds of sports, mostly uh, uh, street games that uh, most of the rest of the world had never has never heard of. But um, we made the best of what we had because we didn't have a lot of uh, playgrounds and kind of organized fields and stadiums to play in. So we kind of made up uh, we made up games that uh, worked uh, for the street and were relatively safe. I ended up going to high school and to also to college in New York City College, which was a, a municipal school that had uh, uh, the advantage of having a great faculty and the uh, added advantage of being free to residents of the city of New York. So that's how I got to go to college. And then uh, from there, um, you know, went, went to graduate school for a master's at the University of Illinois and then um, for a doctorate at Cornell University. First job out of graduate school, this is kind of leads into what we want to talk about today. I. I kind of thought I was a researcher that that was that was my my role in life because I loved libraries I loved looking things up and finding out answers to things and so I got a job um, doing research that involved I would get an assignment from my boss look up something about this topic and write a report so I did that I re did research and uh, this is pre-internet so you actually had to read a book. <laughs> Research actually might have might, might involve also going to a library. Um, and so I got I got, you know, pretty good at that. And you 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 know, there for a year and um could, toward the end of my first year comes up what? It comes up your performance review. Your and this was my first performance review uh ever. Um and so my boss Larry, you know, sits me down. And we're going through my performance, what I did and how I did it. And um, I, I, he thought I had done a good job. You know, I was I was good at looking up things and writing reports. Just between you and me, it was pretty boring stuff. But I, but I had been watching the people across the hall 
that were doing leadership training, and they were traveling all over the country, and run, come, they would come back with all kinds of stories about the people that they met and all across the country and, and across the border in Canada, and uh, travel stories, of course, about getting stuck in airports and things of that sort. And they would seem to be having just a great time. So I said to Larry, this when it, when it came to that time in the performance review, where you talk about your development plan, like what are you going to do going forward? What do you want to do? Uh, how do you want to improve? And I said, Larry, I think I might like to try that leadership training and leadership development. I, I, what I'd really like to do is see, sit in on a class and see if you know this would make sense for me. He said, well, Glenn, as a matter of fact, I, I'm traveling down south next week, and I'm going to be doing two leadership training workshops myself. Uh, and he said, you can come with me. But there's just one thing. I can't really justify your travel expenses unless you teach something. So my lips start to quiver. Larry, I, I, don't, I don't know anything. How could I teach something? He said, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And he did. I did. And it was a two-day workshop. And I did the last two hours of the afternoon of the second day. So the group was warmed up, having a good time. And it, so I kind of slid in there with my two hours of a topic that he knew, Larry knew, that I knew quite well. And it went very well. And I walked away and I was about, you know, two feet off the ground because I thought, wow, I this is what I want to do. I love this. I feel really good about it. And the thing here that's really important is that Larry could have done this, which a number of managers might have done. He could have said, well, Glenn, I'm going to give you my notes and my slides, and you can teach the two days, and I'll sit in the back of the room, and I'll give you feedback. No, he didn't do that. He gave me two hours in a time slot and on a topic that I knew and could be successful at. He positioned me for success. He positioned me for success. And that's what really great positive influence leaders do. They put you in a position to be successful. And that's what he did. And so I walked away from that saying, okay, this is what I really want to do. And of course, I had to get a lot better at it. And I did uh, over, over the course of time because he gave me additional opportunities to teach longer periods of time. And so that was my first experience with somebody who was a positive influence as a leader. I didn't realize it, of course, at the time, only upon reflection years later that I realized that this was a game changer for me. It started, I, I started to move in a different direction and it was um, in, in many ways life altering. And I, I, I don't wanna you know, make too much of it, but it did make a big difference. And so from there, I got into not only leadership development, then into organization development, and then into team development and the like. And and then later on, I came to this idea because I began to, upon reflection, realize that there were quite a few people in my life that were positive influences. And I realized that I can't be the only person that's had that experience. And, and as our research shows, 
in, in the books that we've written about the topic, many, many people have this kind of person in their life and we need more of them. So that's my story. Yeah. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I love that. And one thing that really resonated with me during your um, intro was that, um, you know, these positive influences and then this this uh, idea of, because, uh, you know, I resonate with you, you know, going into library, I'm just like amazed and just, it's like kind of a, oh, like your escape from the, you know, the chaos of the world and um, like just looking things up, researching. So kind of describe the research you did to write the book and the creative process and, um, and then, uh, you know, all of that. I'm just curious about your creative um, workflow and how you, how you yeah. harness that. Well, yes. Uh, usually I have to have some sort of, you know, some light goes off in my brain that says I, I, there's something there that, that uh, we could go with. Uh, and I had, a late, I had an experience later in life uh, when I became a consultant working with this particular organization. And uh, I realized that my client was a positive influence on me because I came into, he wanted to change his organization to, to be a more team-based organization. And that was something that I knew a good bit about. And I did that and, and took about a oh, year, 18 months to do that. And I thought, you know, it was a project work and it would be done and I would leave and move on. And he said, there's something else I want you to do. And I said, I said, what's that? He said, it's, we, we need more, we need customer service training for our people because they have a lot of interactions with customers, both in person in the field and by phone. I said, well, that's not something that I do a lot, but I, I'll help you find someone. He said, no, I want you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know that much about it. He said, you'll learn. Yeah. All he said was, you'll learn. And the way he said it was, he wanted me to do it. And I did. And I learned it. And I was able to do it. And he gave me several other experiences like that, where I had no experience doing something, but he believed that I could do it. And he became quite insistent on it. And he was right. In my hesitancy, my maybe perhaps lack of confidence was, was not justified. And he realized that he, again, saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And this is one of the key characteristics. So it happened, unfortunately, that years later, because I, I maintained a long-term relationship with this man, that he passed away and I got a notice that there was a memorial for the, him. And I was clearly going to go to the memorial. And I thought, well, maybe they, they may ask me because I knew him for so many years and had worked for him. They might ask me to uh, do a, an eulogy for him. And I started to think about his impact on me, and it was tremendous. And I realized that he had been a positive, positive influence on me. I started to think a little more seriously about this. And I thought, gosh, I can't be the only person that's had this, a person in their life like this. I think that's a book I'd like to write. It would be inspired by him and dedicated to him. Um, I called up my son, uh, who, I, who I don't work with. He works in, you know, in a completely different industry, but he's very much up on the literature of leadership and management. And I simply, I said to him, this is what I'm thinking about doing. I'd like to write a book about positive influence leaders. And he said, 
I'd read that book, which was, oh, he's very honest with me. And I said, oh, really? I said, how would you like to write the book with me? He said, I would love it. And so we we set off on that journey. And we, we were looking when we started out for a profile. What, 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 what are the characteristics of a positive influence leader? What are the things that they do that have this great impact on people? And in doing the research, we asked people, we looked for, we were looking for this profile and we asked a diverse group of people, diverse in terms of the types of work they do, their, their backgrounds, their ethnicity, their gender, all sorts of diversity, because we wanted to be sure if this covered everybody. And so it did. And we discovered that there was no one type of positive influence leader. There were different types that had had were able to influence people in different ways. All of them helpful, all of them positive, but slightly different. And so we identified out of that four different types or four different styles of positive influence leader by looking at all the data that came in from all of these interviews. So we identified someone that we called a supportive leader, who someone who is obviously very supportive that says, "I let me help, I can be there for you, I got your back, that sort of thing. I'm not going to do it for you, but I will help you get from here to there as to where you want to be. The teacher, and this is this, this is the person that teaches you what you need to know in order to be successful. Yeah. Uh, in other words, for example, Larry taught me some particular tips and techniques for teaching a class. Even though when you know the material, how do you communicate that in a way that people will use it and remember it and use it? Um, and they also, the teacher also teaches you about values, like the right way to do things how to be uh, a moral and just person. And then we had somebody we call the motivating positive influence leader. That's somebody who helps you find that true north, find your purpose in life, find what you're here on earth for, what, what you're supposed to be doing. And that's what Larry was to me. He was that motivating leader. He found that true north within me. And then there's the role model. And very often people have role models. This is someone they look to and say, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> do this and not that. And and I'm funny, I'm looking upward as I'm talking to you. And we somehow we do look up to that person because it seems like they have it right and we can learn by observation. And the interesting thing, too, is that sometimes those role models are someone we've never met. Because a lot of famous people uh, like Oprah Winfrey will talk to you about Maya Angelou, someone where well, she eventually met her later in life. But she was a role model to her. Um, I, I'm a big sports fan. So many basketball players look to Michael Jordan. You know, he's an iconic figure. Um, and was a role model to a whole generation of basketball players that came after him. 
Um, by the way, the key thing about being uh, having Michael Jordan as a role model was not to copy his jump shot. The thing to do was to emulate his work ethic. The person that is the first in the gym in the morning and the last one to leave at night. The person that doesn't leave until they can make 90 out of 100 foul shots. That's the kind of thing that people get from a role model. So I could go on, but you kind of get the idea yeah. that um, it, there's four different types, all of them helpful, all of them useful. Some people do more than one. All of us have the capacity to be all four within us. We just happened to use one more than the other. It's our prime or, or preference um, as a role model. And that applies in leading in a time of crisis as well. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you brought up like I said, I I, love, I didn't want to interrupt because you know you have so much wisdom and knowledge, and I love um talking to um the generation because they have so much experience and just soak it up, and uh you know it's just like, you know, kind of these mentors, and like I I can remember like there's like mentors that just make you hate your profession just because they're quite frankly you know, and um and then there's uh there's others who inspire you, and that's kind of like you know, like these role models, and then there's like ones that were deceitful and you're like okay i don't want to be like this person and so i love this idea of um of uh, role models how can people follow you check out your book check out your work uh, reach out to you etc sure well um there's there's a website where we have a lot of the information uh, it's www.thepositiveinfluenceleader.com and you can find out information and um, we've also written a lot of articles um, based on the research from the book. And it, so it's more than just the book or the, the, the two books. And many of those articles are, are up there. Also, this people may find interesting because people started telling me their story. I'm going to ask you shortly, who was a positive influence on you? And many people wanted to tell me their story. Well, it was my mother who helped me or a teacher in um, in the first grade that inspired me to want to wanna read, um, that sort of thing. And some people, by the way, told us about negative influences. We, we can talk about that because that's kind of fun as well. Uh, if you don't have to live it, it's, it's <laughs> kind of fun. If you can talk about it, it's a lot more fun. But... Um, so, yeah, the uh, people, so what we did was we said, let's create a blog of people's stories. So on that website, you'll see something called stories under blog, stories of positive influence. And it's people just said, this is, this is who my positive influence was. This is what they did. And then we made some comments that how it fit into our little view of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, so on there, uh, you can certainly, I'm very active, I think, as you know, on LinkedIn. And so we post a lot of things on LinkedIn. 
and um, we'll also do the same with this with this podcast as well. So here's an offer, uh, if I might, to um, your listeners. First, let's say the first. I'm feeling in a, a holiday mood, so the <laughs> five people that send me um, an email. I'm going to give you the email address in just a minute. So yeah. if you're picking up a pen and finding a piece of paper. It's the first five people that write me and um, give me their mailing address, I will send them a complimentary signed copy of our latest book, Leadership in a Time of Crisis, yeah. if, if <laughs> they uh, agree to buy a copy yeah. of the book and then gift it to someone else, pay it forward, because one of the characteristics of a positive influence leader, and I think you were going to tell a story similar to that, <laughs> someone who was a, when you benefit from a positive influence in your life, you tend to be the kind of person that pays it forward. They help other people in the same way. And that's what I've done my whole life is to try to help other people who want to write books or become a consultant or just be a better person. So anyway, if you send send me an email with your mailing address and i promise you'll not be added to any mailing list i don't have mailing lists so <laughs> don't worry about that we will send you a signed uh, copy of the book if you agree to purchase a copy and give it to someone else so the address is glenn g l e n n at the positive influence leader.com Glenn at thepositiveinfluenceleader.com. And I guess you can put that in the show notes as well for the for the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Glenn for coming on and dropping a lot of um advice and wisdom. And like I said, I love reminiscing about mentors and you know, people that had a positive influence, you know, as well as negative ones too, and not, not to be named, but just kind of what not to do. You know, so, what not to be like so <laughs> so let's uh let's hear you uh tell, tell us your who was a positive influence on you well i mean i, I had a lot of like in in-person positive influences like my parents taught you know, teach me the value of the dollar you know the value yeah. of hard work the value of grit and hustle you know a lot of uh med school mentors like a lot of like my my histology professor uh they all call them crit just you know people and then they in a lot of my influencers were through books and reading, you know, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all of these, you know, you read about these fantastic people changing the world. Right. And then, uh, you know, negative influences, not to be named, but just kind of, you know, in the medical profession, it's quite prevalent and, you know, in the world as well. So um, we'll leave it at that. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And happy holidays to everybody.